You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. gosh, this is weird to be back. Welcome to season five. I hope that you are as excited for season five as I am. We, I had to look back in uh, on the podcast and see when we officially wrapped up season four because I couldn't even remember. And it was on January 30th, which I saw that and I was like, wow, that was so long ago. Because for some reason I was like, oh, it's kind of already May, but not really. I mean, yeah, actually it is. So that felt like a long time. I did take a longer break between last season and this season than I normally do. Normally we just roll right into recording the next season or we're recording the next season as the previous one is launching, but that's not how we're doing things as much anymore. And I also have just... I could have made a commitment to myself to take 2023 a little bit slower than I took 2022. And part of that was listening to how I felt. And I didn't feel like I wanted to rush right into the next season of DSOM, even though I had a lot of you asking me about it, which I so appreciate. And it means the world to me when I get messages from any of you saying that you listen to the podcast and that you are waiting for the next season or that you binged it. It's just so cool to me. I remember whenever I first had the idea of starting this podcast and to realize that we're now five seasons in is so crazy to me. There's been so many conversations and I feel like there's so much gold, golden information in these episodes And it's awesome because it's a way for me to provide a free resource to all of you. And I love being able to do that because I know how it feels to want to start your business and, you know, need the resources, need to hear the reality of it, the behind the scenes, all of those things. So I am really, really happy to be back in season five. Like I said, I took a break between last season and this season, a longer break than normal. Last season was a very, very stripped down version of Digital State of Mind. Typically, on the seasons before, I would have a ton of guests, and it was mostly episodes with guests. There weren't that many solo episodes with me. And for last season, I really wanted to make it more just real and also more in real time. So I was pretty much recording the episodes the week before they released, and I really loved it and it seemed like it got a lot of good feedback and there was a lot more kind of input from the audience for that season and I touched on some topics that a lot of you had questions about and we also did an anonymous form for anyone to be able to vent about the online space, share their hot takes, 
talk about something they love about the online space that they don't love about the online space. And that was also a really fun episode. So for season five, we are bringing that back. There will be another anonymous form where you can submit anything. You can vent about something. You can tell me a situation you're struggling with. It could be business. It could be personal. You can give me your hot take about the online space. Anything that you want can go into that form. And I will be posting that on my Instagram. Instagram stories throughout the following weeks of season five. And then that will probably be close to one of the last episodes, that anonymous type form episode. So keep an eye out on my Instagram stories for that. On this season of Digital State of Mind, there still will be a big element of that more stripped down version of things. So there's still going to be a lot of solo episodes with me, but I am also bringing on some guests for this season and we're going to be talking about some fun things that I think will be really helpful to all of you. But I'm super, super excited to dive in. I cannot believe, well, whenever this episode is launching, it will officially be April. I am recording this the previous week, so it'll be being released this coming Monday. And I, me and my um, OBM Kaylin had our meeting the other week for planning out quarter two. And I was like, oh my God, how are we already in quarter two? I feel like everyone is constantly saying this, but Time is just flying by and, you know, a lot of that I think on my end is because of, you know, just things that have been going on, things I've been working on, which I'm going to get into a little more in this episode. This is the opener episode. This is the tradition for Digital State of Mind. We have an opener and closer where I just kind of talk about what's been going on, life updates, um, things that you can expect, what's going on in business right now. And so, yeah. Currently, we are wrapping up the 10th round of Digital Creatives Academy. The day that you're listening to this, well, obviously it depends when you listen to it, but the day that this podcast episode is released will be our last week of DCA 10.0. I cannot believe I've done 10 rounds of DCA. I've had hundreds and hundreds of students in DCA, and this round, I feel like this round is kind of a reflection of me really slowing down in business and uh, going towards what I feel more aligned with. And I think that it's reflected in this round of DCA. I mean, it was, it's been one of our most successful rounds yet. And I'm just so, so impressed by all of the students. It's been such an interactive group and supportive group. And so many of them have, you know, clients are booked out, have a wait list. Um, So many of them have overcome really deep fears that they've had and grown their confidence and been able to accomplish things that, you know, on day one of DCA, they never thought that they would be able to do. And I always tell the students on our welcome call for DCA that by the final call, you are going to feel like a completely different person. And I always encourage them to go back and watch the welcome call and watch themselves, introduce themselves, and just the way that they carry themselves, the way that they speak, and look at the difference compared to the final call. That was something that, you know, I do. I go back and look at my older content, and it truly feels like it's a completely different person. And I just think that that's so cool that so much change and so much growth and confidence can happen within a matter of 11 weeks. DCA is technically 11 weeks because we have a break week in the middle for everyone to 
decompress, to catch up on anything, to just take some time off, to rest, to get things squared away. So I love it. It's DCA is my baby and I am really proud of what DCA has become. It's gotten you know better and better every round and all of the resources that we've built out and I really really make it a personal goal of mine to make sure that I'm putting relevant and accurate information in DCA. I'm in the process right now of re-recording every single module within DCA, which is a huge undertaking. I mean, it is ginormous. There are so many video modules in DCA and the online space has shifted. So it's important that, you know, the content shifts with that and there's some things that aren't relevant any anymore in the older modules and there's some new things that I want to add in. So in the process of doing that, if you're listening to this and you are a past GCA student, don't worry, you will be added to the alumni vault if you have not already been added and you'll get access to all of those as they're being updated and of course any new resources. I just recently for this round created a Notion template that the students can use for their own business, for their personal life, and then to use with their clients. So that was really fun and of course the past DCA students get access to that as well, but I love DCA. It's such a fun experience. It's so cool. I can't imagine not doing DCA. I I never, whenever I first started it, anticipated that it would go for 10 rounds plus. I mean, we're still going. Eventually, we're going to be on like DCA 50.0, but I never anticipated that it would be here, but I, I feel like it's the, you know, meat of my business and it's my passion. So I love it. And if you've ever been a part of DCA, I love you. I love keeping up with past students. I love talking to old past students, old students, and seeing the growth that they have in their business. I also often say like the growth that you experience in during DCA in that 11 weeks is like astronomical. And then the three months following that are also a huge season of growth for you because you're spreading your wings and you're able to implement the foundation that you've learned and really start to deep dive into your business and scale. And I love seeing that part of it too. So with that being said, DCA 11.0 officially starts on May 1st, and I'm going to chat about that a little bit more at the end of this episode, but I am appalled at how many students we've already had sign up for DCA 11.0. We are normally, I mean, we're um, about a month out right now, and normally, you know, the last two weeks before we officially start is where we get a bunch of signups, but we have had people that have just jumped on it and uh, pulled the trigger and got into DCA and we are over halfway full, which is really wild. So if you've been thinking about signing up for Digital Creatives Academy to start your business, to learn literally everything A to Z that you need to actually get started and to be surrounded by people who are going through the exact same thing as you, to have access to me Monday through Friday in Slack, to have access to my co-coach Sydney and my whole team Monday through Friday in Slack and also on all of our calls. We have multiple weekly group calls. You have the option to um, add on a one-on-one call with me. You always get a one-on-one call with Sydney. So there's just so much access and I am 
literally at your disposal. I'm in Slack all the time. So it's an amazing program. And usually the only regret or the most common regret that I hear from students, you know, when we're wrapping up DCA or at any point when we're talking is that they wish that they would have started sooner and that they are just so thankful that they push themselves to actually do it and sign up because I have had students in DCA who have joined and on our welcome call, they're like, yeah, I've been following you for like two years. And I finally was just like, I'm just going to do this thing. So anyways, with all of that being said, what have I been up to? Like I said, last time I, the last episode of last season was on January 30th. And since then, and this has kind of seemed to be a recurring theme in my business since like last year, I've been traveling pretty much every single month. Um, in February, we went to a music festival in Florida. It was like metal music, kind of. <laughs> I don't know exactly what you would describe it as, but um, it's not necessarily like my scene but I like going, it's fun to go. Um, but it's definitely my husband's scene and uh, my friends as well. So we went to that, I ended up losing my phone and then after I lost it, it was stolen, which that has also happened to me at the last festival that I went to. So I don't know what the procedure is gonna be moving forward. I think maybe I need to like put my phone in a lockbox or something and not bring it with me. <laughs> But I, yeah, I just dropped my phone and then I realized it like 15 feet up ahead, turned back and it was already gone. And I was so hoping that somebody would be nice and turn it in and they didn't. So that really sucked. Um, and obviously it's just so loud there, not good service. And it was just impossible to find it. Of course, when I needed to, I couldn't remember my Apple ID password. I feel like that's always the case. Like never remember it when you actually need it. So I couldn't log into that to ping it. And I, by the end of the night, it was nowhere to be found. So I was like, this thing is just probably gone for good. And then I spent about, um, I guess 20 hours without a phone. And I'm not even gonna lie, it was actually really nice. I, I felt very connected <laughs> to the world. I was really weird to not, like, especially whenever you have a business, I feel like I'm kind of always on the lookout for things or like if an email pops up or a text and I'm good at being able to kind of distance myself from that. But I'm also the type of person who's like, I'll just take five minutes to respond to this while I'm in the car. So not having the temptation to do that was actually so, so nice. And I ended up logging in to find my iPhone on my computer and I saw that somebody was driving with my phone to, I think they were going to like, Tampa, Florida, or somewhere like that. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So I kept calling it. I put it in lost mode. I was pinging it. They kept turning off the find my iPhone thing. And I eventually saw where, what house they took it to. And so I like put the address of the house because you can put a message on the phone. I was like, if these people are going to be just jerks, then I'm going to do this back. <laughs> Just kind of petty, but I put the address of their house on the screen and then they turned the phone off. So I ended up calling the local police and it was pretty much useless. I was just getting like tossed back back and forth from different people and I was like, whatever. So yeah, I got a new phone the next day um, when I was actually at the Verizon store. It was funny because I had to have... Um, I couldn't 
they wouldn't let me log into my email on my computer for some reason because I don't know. I don't know why. But I ended up having to have Kaylin on a Sunday. I texted her and I was like, SOS, please help me. And she had to log into my email and uh, like confirm something from Verizon. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to get a new phone. It was just a cluster. But got a new phone. Um, I can still see my old phone on Find My iPhone. And it's in China now. So... I don't know how that transpired. <laughs> I'm assuming these people didn't just like fly from Tampa to China. I mean, that would just be so interesting if that was the case. So I guess maybe they sold it on eBay or something. But then I started getting all of these like spam messages on iMessage of like these fake Apple people trying, these people trying to create fake Apple emails being like, we located your phone and now Mr. Jack has it. Uh, we're turning it over to the police, but you need to log into your iCloud through this link in order to get your phone back. I was like, I pity the soul who falls for that because, oh God, that's just all that information on your phone. I can't, but it's locked and Verizon locked it as well. So they're not doing anything with it. I don't understand why people steal phones. I mean, this is 2023, like... Do you not know at this point that if you don't keep, if you can't get into the phone, you can't reset the phone. There's literally nothing you can do. I guess some people do like crack the screen and then sell it but for parts or something. But even that, it's just like, is it really worth it? And also, why are you being a terrible human being? But I digress. Okay, and then in... What was last month? But last month. Oh my god, I can't speak. In March, I ended up going to visit my family, and Jordan came with me as well, which was really fun. I stayed with my brother and my sister-in-law. I was able to see my dad. Um, and my brother has three kids. They are, I think, 18, 16, and 13 or 14, which is so weird. I'm sure that many of you have experienced this, but watching like your siblings or your nieces and nephews grow up is such an odd feeling. I moved in with them when I was 15, so they're basically like my siblings, and they were all so little when I lived with them, and it's just the weirdest feeling to be able to actually, like, it's not, not that they're not fun when they're kids, like, I love kids, but to be able to actually feel like they're kind of your friend now is a really weird thing, and when they start driving, and, oh, I don't know, it's just, it's just the weirdest thing ever. But that was really fun. And it's also hilarious because they make me feel like I'm so old at 26. Like that feeling, I think I've only started experiencing that in the past year or so where there starts to be this disconnect between people who are like eight years-ish younger than you. Like some of the things that they'll say or like even things that they say that I know what they're talking about. I know what they're referencing, but they don't think that I know what they're referencing because I'm like so old now. Oh, what a feeling to be getting old. But this month we may end up traveling a little bit this month. We may go to a music festival in Charleston. I'm not sure yet. And then my dad is coming down at the end of this month, which will be fun for him to visit. I'm excited for him to see everything that I've changed in the house since he's been here last time. And he loves coming and visiting down here because it's just a lot different than where we used to live in North Carolina, where he still lives. Because we live um, on the water. We're like 20 minutes from the beach. And it's just a very like coastal 
vacation area that we live in. So it's always fun for him to come down and visit. And then in May, we're also traveling for a comedy show, and then we're traveling for another music festival. I think this one's like a rock festival or something like that in Florida. (sighs) And then um, I think that we are going to be taking a Europe trip later this year. Not sure about that yet. I haven't planned it out, but I really want to go. And I also am probably going to end up doing another photo shoot this year, which will be exciting probably in the fall. But yeah, it seems like a trend with business. I feel like business owners, once they start and get established, end up traveling so much because you have such freedom and time flexibility, which is something that I always wanted whenever I worked in office jobs. I would always hate it whenever my friends who like, you know, worked from home or whatever their situation was or were like, I have a friend who like played music, so her schedule was really flexible and another friend who worked for a family company so she could work from home and whenever they would go and like travel to Florida or go on these trips and I would have to leave early or, you know, I just couldn't afford to stay longer or I couldn't take time off work, I always hated that feeling and that lack of being able to just up and go like now I can just up and go literally anywhere anytime that I want because of the fact that my schedule is so flexible and also I can still work from wherever I go if I want to just go have like a weekend vacation and or not even a weekend if I want to go somewhere during the week and still take a few calls and work from my phone here and there I can do it which I I don't think that we realize how special and how amazing that is until it's actually available to you. But we've been so conditioned to think that that's not normal and that traveling is a luxury and that you shouldn't be able to just up and go. You have to earn the ability to be able to do that by working and working and working to build up your you know, days off. And that's just not how things should be. And I love that the online business space has changed that for so many people. But yeah, lots of... Lots of traveling happening this year. Um, Like I said, I, in 2022, one of my goals for this year was to really slow down because we just, 2023 was, I mean, 2022 was wild and we just ended up packing so much into it that we got to the end of the year and we were like, like gasping for breath because so many things had been going on. It was just so many launches and so many, you know, we had a team retreat and photo shoots and a new business that I started with Sydney. We started Fluent University like at the end of 2021, January, like December 2021, January 2022. So we were working on that and we're doing master classes, me and Aaron, and it was just so much. And then just life and selling a house, buying a house, renovating a house, everything just, I felt like I was drowning a little bit and was always behind. And so for 2022, I mean, 2023, oh my God. I really just wanted to slow down and I feel like I've been doing that in the business sense. I mean, I still am always constantly scrambling and have a (laughs) to-do list a mile long, long. but um, as far as business, it's been nice to just kind of take each quarter and focus on a couple of things and make that the main focus versus just constantly rolling into another thing after another thing after another thing. And I feel like that's been reflected in like the joy that I feel in my business and the, you know, connection that I feel to my audience, to my students, to 
you know, the offers that I have. And it's been really, really fun. And another thing that that has allowed me to do is start to focus on a new venture of mine, which some of you may have seen. I started a page called From Jessica's Home, and I started it on Instagram and TikTok. I... It's so funny because I have been wanting to do this page for a long time, like over a year, probably even longer than that, year and a half maybe, and I just kept putting it off. And it's funny because you kind of get, I think I might have talked about this on the closing episode of last season, but you get, I, I personally have experienced that starting this new venture threw me back into the, the feelings that I got when I first started as a VA, because this is something that's so new to me. It's an industry that's very new to me, the kind of like home decor, interiors, blogging world. It's it's just a different industry. And it's it really kind of tested, I think, my ability to practice what I preach <laughs> because I was I put off actually posting on this page for so long. And, you know, as soon as we moved into this house, I started redoing things and I just kind of became obsessed with like design and decor and interiors. And the passion that I felt for it was something that I hadn't, like I hadn't experienced that excitement as to that intensity outside of when I first started my VA business. So I was like, okay, this is something that I know that I need to follow. Like, I'm so excited about this that this is this is a sign that I need to pursue this in some fashion. But it's still, it took me a while to build up the courage to actually, you know, start posting and put myself out there in a new way and start something from literally zero. Starting from zero followers completely was a very, very, very weird feeling for me after being, you know, three years into my own business. But I have had so much fun doing it. It has been so cool to, it's literally just, I'm kind of using myself as like a guinea pig for, you know, what I teach to my students all the time. And it's been so gratifying to see that it's paying off what I'm doing. Um, I, I think I have like 5,000 something followers on TikTok. I've had, um, probably like 10 videos go viral. I Instagram is definitely a slower build than my TikTok is right now, which is kind of how it usually goes. Um, but I am, you know, really trying to put a lot of effort into that. I got accepted into the Like to Know It program, which is an affiliate commission program. And I have made money from that, which was something I wasn't expecting to happen within the first couple months and all of that is just showing me like you can literally do anything this is an industry that I knew nothing about a couple years ago this is something that I've just been doing as a hobby I'm not an interior designer I'm still learning as I go but I'm throwing myself into it and learning this whole new world and I'm already within a couple of months starting to see the results of that and when I say a couple of months you know I started my TikTok probably like four months ago five months ago but I didn't really start consistently putting effort into it until I would say the past like month month and a half so for me to actually like see the results in that amount of time is wild and it just goes to show that when you start something and you throw yourself into it and you make it a priority and you push yourself out of your comfort zone the results and the the gratification 
for what you're doing, it all pays off. The hard work pays off. With that being said, it is definitely hard work. I did not realize how much effort goes into this type of content creation. I am very used to kind of just sitting down, filming myself. I can make a quick TikTok video for my business page. I can kind of pump out content in that way because a lot of it is just me using my own brain power and talking to the camera. With this, it's very different. Um, creating a video even of like unboxing something or decorating a room or you know, um, the transformation videos, there's so much forethought that goes into it of remembering like, okay, I have to film this before, I have to film it during, I have to remember to set the camera up. Am I gonna do this transition to this sound? In that case, I have to remember to record the before and then make it match up with the beat drop and all of this stuff that I was not having to do so much on my other social media channels for my business itself. So. That's definitely been a learning curve. And then another learning curve that I've had is the photography aspect of it. I have, you know, I did photography as a hobby whenever I was a teenager, but um, so I have two professional cameras now that I've gotten like within the past few years. Um, one just, just kind of for fun. I used one for a vlog that I made like two years ago um, that I deleted afterwards. <laughs> I have those cameras, but they are pretty complicated to me because I'm not super familiar with photography. So learning how to do that has been such like the biggest learning curve of all for me because, you know, with home decor, with starting a new venture like this, I it's I think it's really important to have quality photos, especially if you're wanting to grow with it. So if you're wanting to grow your Pinterest, if you're wanting to grow a blog, if you're wanting to grow your Instagram, it is important to have high quality photos. And our house gets a lot of natural sunlight, but sometimes the angles of where the sun is coming in is not conducive for iPhone photos. So I've been doing, I would say like a mix 50-50 of iPhone and um, actual professional camera photos. And it's been really hard. It's something, this is why it becomes so time consuming because it can take me sometimes like 30 minutes to get the right picture for something. And it's just a lot. So yeah, I'm, I'm working through that. You know, I have um, a couple rooms in the house actually complete. The dining room is complete and the powder bathroom is complete. My office, there's been a lot of renovations done to it, like the flooring, like the walls, paint, etc. But I'm actually in the process of redoing the decorations in here. So I think that's going to be my focus next. And yeah, there's just a lot kind of up in the air right now with different rooms in the house. But it's been really fun. My goal is to make that a second stream of income and eventually, you know, down the line, maybe it's my full-time income. Who knows? I, I absolutely love my business to death and I will do my business for as long as I possibly can. Um, but it's, it's exciting to have something that is potentially another opportunity that could grow into another business. So... Technically, if I'm considering this an actual business, then that would mean that I have two businesses and, and, and am the co-owner of two other businesses, which is wild. But this just goes to show the opportunities that come whenever you start something. I would have never thought that starting my VA Instagram would have led me to where I am right now, having two million dollar businesses, a, you know, second multiple six figure business, a, 
new business that is nowhere near <laughs> successful, but it's very, very new. It's my new baby. Um, I would have never thought that. But that one decision to put myself out there and do something that scared me, that I saw the potential that could come with it, has brought all of those things to me and led me to those opportunities. So whenever you put yourself out there and whenever you follow your intuition and you go for the things that scare you, but that intrigue you and that make you excited, that's when, I know it sounds cheesy, but that's truly when the magic in your life starts to happen because you are allowing yourself to have that growth, allowing yourself to level up and to welcome more opportunities into your life as opposed to sticking in your comfort zone where it's keeping you like, and I'm not necessarily like super woo woo, but I do think that the phrase like low vibrational does kind of relate here because whenever you're not opening yourself up to those opportunities, you're not going to get them. And you're going to kind of be stuck in this zone of I'm unhappy. I'm just kind of working just to work just as a means to get by. And I'm not able to live the life that I actually want to be living. The power to change that is in your hands, especially, I mean, if you have internet access, it's in your hands because the the amount of resources that are online, I mean, I have had so many students start their business and become booked out just using my free resources. And oftentimes they go on to then invest in, you know, a course or something to expand their knowledge, make sure they have strong foundations, but you can certainly get started for free and there's no excuse not to. I, you know, I, whenever I first started my business, I was, you know, working 50 to 55 hours a week at my office job. I still had my vintage clothing store on Instagram that I was doing as a side business, was putting in about 20 hours a week into that. And it was really freaking hard to must not only muster up the courage to start, but to, you know, spend my evenings when I got home and I was exhausted on researching and to spend my weekends setting up my tripod to get photos and starting to work on my website and work on content and all of these things. All of that was really, really difficult, but you can do it. I believe in you. It's far, far better if you do have limited time to start on your business right now, even if you only have 10 hours a week spare to commit to it, do it. That's far better than nothing. That doesn't mean it's not hard though. I I mean, I if anyone ever tells you that owning a business is easy, especially starting a business while juggling other things, they are lying. It is not easy. It's very accessible and it's very doable and it is so worth it, but it's not an easy thing to do. And I'm definitely struggling a little bit with juggling everything. I'm kind of trying to figure out my flow for running my business and running household and spending time with friends and family and starting this home decor account and making content for that and trying to find time to like create a website for it and create a blog and all of these things. But it's hard. It's hard. Like even right now, as I'm recording this, like I have to record this today, or at least I'm holding myself accountable to recording this podcast episode today. My house is a mess. I have laundry that needs to be folded. I need to wash my freaking sheets. I need to clean the kitchen. I have like three huge boxes of cabinets that just got delivered in the entryway that I need to put together and film content for that. I'm stressing out because I need to post on my home decor TikTok and on my home decor Instagram. And it's like juggling all of that amongst also just like all of the personal things you have to deal with, like 
all of this random stuff like paying your health insurance and paying your bills and you know having to come like take care of random things you get in the mail it's just like all of those tedious tasks that are make everything really overwhelming and sometimes make it feel like you can't catch up but it's fine I'm fine. These are first world problems. <laughs> and I feel very, very lucky to have this type of problem. So with that being said, um, something I did want to touch on as well is the TikTok ban. Womp, womp, womp. Um, I honestly didn't even, this wasn't even on my radar until a few days ago when I started hearing a lot more about it and my For You page was inundated with videos about it. Um, and I mean, it's hard. Everyone's talking about it right now. So I feel like, you know, a lot of what I said would just kind of be re repeating what other people are saying, but I, I can see both sides of this. I can completely see, and this kind of tends to be where I fall on a lot of things is being able to see both sides. But with this specifically, you know, I can see the, um, risk of, privacy and the risk of not making sure that data is actually protected from people, especially when it comes to other countries. And there's kind of this um, tension, <laughs> to put it lightly, between other tension or between other countries in the US. But this all just smells very fishy to me. I mean, I was reading over the actual bill for, you know, this this ban and what it would include. And it seems like to me that TikTok is kind of the scapegoat for a much larger issue. And within the ban itself, it's really quite crazy to me that this is even happening because within the bill itself, the bill would basically allow you know, or grant access to the government to criminalize any app, anything that's on the internet, and also criminalize you utilizing apps that are banned through something like a VPN. And I don't know, it just seems really wild to me. I feel like this is a much, much larger issue. And TikTok itself is what's kind of getting thrown in our face to cover up the fact that they are trying to access our usage of the internet and monitor that and potentially criminalize it. It seems to me that a much more logical way to go about this, and I am by no means, um, you know, perfectly versed in this, but I've tried to do a lot of research on it before I speak or say things about it, but it seems like a lot more logical way to go about this would to be address the individual privacy or data issues or concerns rather than banning an app entirely. I also would be really interested to see potentially how this would affect the economy because of the fact that so many businesses rely on TikTok and there are millions and millions of dollars in revenue generated for business owners, especially small business owners and content creators via TikTok. So I think that that could be potentially catastrophic to the economy in a way because of how much it would impact individual people. So I don't know. I think that this is just wild that this is even an option. Like I said, if you saw my Instagram post, it feels like we're getting thrown back to 2022 when this was a possibility. Um, there is something if you're not, you know, following um, with this at all, maybe you don't care about this at all. I certainly care about this. Um, 
and a lot of the people in my audience care about this because TikTok is relevant to their business and their livelihood, but Shochu, the CEO of TikTok, um, has initiated a project called Project Texas, which is a $1.5 billion plan, which, my God, <laughs> when we start talking billions, it's just crazy, but a $1.5 billion plan to basically reroute all of TikTok's data to the US. So it would be kind of in partnership with Oracle, um, which seems like a logical plan to me. And I don't understand why if that plan went through and if they have plans to actually implement that and to follow through with it, I don't understand why that would not be a proper solution to this, which is another one of the reasons that makes me think that there's a far deeper reasoning to this. And on top of that, it's also really weird that, you know, companies like Google or Metaverse, I mean, if we're talking about Metaverse specifically, how many times have they been literally caught red-handed misusing people's data? But nothing happens to them. There's been no talk of banning Facebook, banning Instagram. It's just really, really odd to me. And I think that it just goes to show that there's so many more things at play on a very, very high level. And I'm sure at the end of the day, it all comes down to money. Most things do, right? But it sucks. I mean, we'll see what happens. Obviously, I'm I'm hoping for the best here. And there's a petition. I have it linked in my bio if you are interested in signing it. Um, it takes like one minute to sign. It's in my TikTok bio and my Instagram bio. There's a lot of signatures on that. So hopefully... Hopefully we can rally together and stop this from happening, but yes. Okay, another random thing that I wanted to touch on, this is, <laughs> I guess, still in the social media pop culture world, but um, I just wanted to kind of touch on some things that I'm watching. I thought that this would be fun to include. Um, currently, I just finished this season of The Bachelor. I started watching it a few years ago and then I stopped watching it and then I started watching it again um, because I listen to a couple of podcasts that do Bachelor recaps and, and that's the major reason why I watch it to be honest because it's fun to listen to the recaps but um, I can't even freaking remember the guy's name right now the lead for this season <laughs> oh is it Zach wait hold on okay yeah it's Zach um <laughs> just like totally went blank there and couldn't remember his name um I don't really like Zach I'm just gonna say it I am not one typically to be like I mean yeah okay <laughs> I'm also not a, a pop culture analyst but um I don't know I think that he seems like you know a nice guy but I think that there were so many situations this season if you've watched the season, he handled in a really, really weird uh, kind of demeaning way with the girls and especially the last couple of weeks. I mean, God, that was just a freaking train wreck. So I don't know. He's not someone that I would ever go for, but to each their own. It was an interesting season. I just wasn't, I don't know. He kind of bored me to tears a little bit, to be honest. And I couldn't, I, I almost stopped watching after how many, not only shower scenes they did of him, but also like dancing scenes. I just couldn't handle it. It was like the whitest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not a good dancer, I, but here's the thing. If you're not a good, I mean, okay, if anybody, I'm never gonna judge anybody for dancing, like go dance. But 
for me personally, I know I'm not a good dancer, so I just purposely dance bad because I think it's funny. But the amount of times they forced this guy to dance and it was he was clearly so uncomfortable was just like I was my secondhand embarrassment was pouring out of my skin. But yeah, I've been watching that. So that was a interesting season. Um, I'm also trying to catch up with Love Island. God, I the amount of episodes in these seasons of Love Island. I only watch Love Island UK. So I'm trying to catch up on the most recent season. I think I'm on like episode 13 and it's done now. So I really need to catch up. But it's a freaking time commitment. I'm like, God, I it's just so much. Um, and then also just finished The Last of Us. That was amazing. Like definitely one of my favorite shows. And then Succession, the new season just started last week. Me and my husband are in the middle of rewatching all of Succession. It is also one of my favorite shows. It's on HBO Max. If you haven't watched it, it is so, so good. Oh my God. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, we're almost finished with our rewatch. So we didn't watch the season premiere last Sunday. We were dying to, but we're trying to finish our rewatch by this weekend. So we can just watch two episodes, two of the new episodes back to back. But that's what I've been watching. I've also really want to watch Vanderpump Rules because I, I listened to the, um, Vile Files podcast with Nick Vile from The Bachelor and they've been kind of covering all this drama that's happened with them. Basically, there was this huge cheating scandal, and it sounds like there's some crazy drama happening. So I really want to start watching it, but there's a lot of seasons. I feel like they're in like season 10 right now. So if you've watched Vanderpump Rules, please tell me if I need to watch all of the seasons or if I should just watch like season one and then watch season 10. I don't know. Maybe I should just commit to watching them all. They're probably not super long episodes anyway, but yeah. I kind of want to dive into that because I'm feeling FOMO whenever I hear them talking about the drama and I don't know what they're talking about. But I feel like I know about these people now, like the Tom Sandoval guy and Raquel or whatever, this whole drama that's happening with them. I feel like I know about them through just hearing about it on podcasts. But anyways, that's what I've been watching. I'm currently reading. Um, I just finished the book by Jeanette McCurdy, I'm Glad My Mom Died, which was a really interesting book. It was interesting to hear about like the behind the scenes of the whole Nickelodeon industry and just hear it from that perspective. I really liked that. That was the first autobiography I've ever read. And now I am diving into Pamela Anderson's new book. And yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So I guess I should go ahead and wrap this up. We are almost at an hour. So what's going on currently? If you did not see Fluent University, which is a business that Sydney Kerr and I created together, has uh, we have made all of our courses evergreen. So Pin and Thrive, Flowdesk Fluency, and Blogging Blueprint, all of those are now available to sign up for at any time. You don't have to wait for us to relaunch them. Um, they are really amazing courses. We threw our all into these courses and they have helped so many people. Um, they're basically, you know, if you are a new business owner and you want to become a Pinterest manager, Pin and Thrive is a great option for you. Or if you have already started your business and you know Know that you want to specialize in Pinterest management or email marketing or blogging, then of course, any of the options are a great option for you. A lot of people do all three because combining all three of those services are really high ticket services that create great results for your client if they're done correctly. So 
It's the, the marketing trio, and we're actually in the process of updating the courses as well. So we're adding in some new content. And if you sign up for the course, you get access to all of the updates for the rest of eternity. So it is the course that keeps on giving, but I'm really excited. They've helped so many people and they're really, really well put together classes and course, well, courses. Um, we put so much hard work into them and uh, we really tried to make sure that everything is in there for you to actually, you know, successfully offer these services and be able to scale and charge what you're worth for these services versus feeling all over the place and feeling like you are not being paid what you're worth and you're having trouble raising your rates. And they're also very, very, very affordable. Um, we wanted to make these classes as accessible as possible price-wise while also, you know, honoring how much work we put into it and how much value is in there. But they are very, very accessible prices. So that's always an option for you. And then, like I said, DCA starts on May 1st. We are over halfway full. So like I said, these last few weeks leading up to DCA, the spots tend to just fly because, you know, people are like, oh, well, I got to get in. It's actually happening now. So I definitely recommend jumping in on it if you have been on the fence about it. Like I said, this one decision can literally change your life. I know how it feels to be so scared to do this. I was in your exact position. And had I not pushed through those fears and saw the big picture of it, I would probably still be in an office job somewhere, struggling to pay my bills and working myself to death. So May 1st, the link to sign up for DCA, we're gonna put it in the show notes, and then we will also put the link to the Fluent University courses. But yeah, keep an eye out, like I said, on my stories, and we'll add this to the show notes too, but keep an eye out for that anonymous form that you can fill out, literally anything. You wanna give me a hot take, you wanna critique something, you wanna get my opinion on something in the online space, you need help with a specific situation, you just wanna rant or vent about something that happened, I love to hear it. Give me the tea, please. <laughs> Okay, well, that wraps up the first episode of season five of Digital State of Mind. I am super excited for the rest of this season, and it feels good to be back. Thank you for listening. As always, please leave a review if you feel so inclined, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at The Digital State of Mind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious, okay? <laughs> Talk to you next time.